grandkids. Come on in. Make yourselves at home. Ooh, you look a little bedraggled today. Was Monday that bad? And then followed up with Tuesday? Well, we're glad to see you on a Tuesday. Chester, how are you doing? He's a thumbs up. This is Bob Rowe. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. And on Tuesdays, as you know, we play a drama. And I was going through my uh, list of uh, shows that I might like to play. And I dug this one up that I have never played on the podcast. I think I played it on one of our, one of the shows I do a couple years back. So if you've heard it, forgive me. But this is a good, good, uh, good show that we have coming up tonight. And I'll tell you just a little bit more about it uh, in just a minute. So what you need to do, as always, is free yourself of the cares of the world. Get in that big, fluffy, uh, or comfortable, soft uh, recliner over there. Uh, recline back. Get your feet up. Have that little drink there in your hand. Maybe a little uh, bowl of peanuts or popcorn there. And just relax and let the, the, the cares of the day flee away. Because we are going to come back with an outstanding old-time radio drama in just a minute. a little radio noir? Well, we have a show that fits the bill perfectly. It's an episode of Nightbeat that was originally broadcast on NBC back on April the 16th, 1950. Nightbeat is about a columnist by the name of Randy Stone who writes a column called The Nightbeat and he prowls around the big city late at night digging up stories. Some of them are about some very unseemly characters. Others are relatively uh, interesting human interest stories. And that's sort of what we have tonight. This one features William Conrad. And it's interesting, when Gunsmoke was first being cast, many people thought William Conrad was a lock, but uh, many of the executives, apparently at CBS, did not want him. And the reason why is they felt he was too much of a heavy. He too often played, you know, the the bad guy. And they didn't uh, picture him as a hero type like Matt Dillon. Uh, You'll kind of see why they might have felt that way as you listen to this episode tonight with his big bass baritone of his. Although he plays a a rather pathetic character, an ex-champion boxer. The name of this one is The World of His Own. 
And like I said, it was originally broadcast back in 1950 on April the 16th. So here is Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone in Nightbeat. Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. Stories start in many different ways. Tonight's story started when I walked into a nice little guy's private world and it blew up right in my face. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. When the streetcars and the subways fill out their thousands of tired ones who scurry off into a million directions to find home, that's when my job begins. I start walking, looking for my story so that you can read about it in your morning newspaper and feel good because it didn't happen to you. Tonight I got my story fast, just walking down Madison Street, west away from the center of things. I kept walking... Past the shooting gallery and the nickel arcade, the peep shows, the fortune-telling machines, the jukebox taverns. <laughs> Madison Street, the quick route to happiness for the world's worst hangover. And then straight ahead of me was Pop Gordon's training gym, where the public pay 30 cents to watch fellows training to beat each other's brains out. When I got inside, it looked like just one of those fights. But then I heard one voice over the others, and it was a voice I knew. Take them all! Somebody call a cop! Somebody call a cop! Get this punchy loan out of here! You got a stupid bum out of here! You're laughing at me! What's the matter, Pop? Randy! This crazy owl's gone clear off his rocker. Well, that's Billy. Yeah, somebody call a cop! Wait a second, Pop. He's all right. Sure, sure. Listen to him. I'll tell you! Only one place for a loan like that, the bug house. I'm going to get the cops and have this all tied up. Oh, now, wait a minute, Pop. Let me talk to him. Randy, stay away from that lug. Five of us couldn't hold him. He knows me. Randy, the guy's going nuts, I tell you. Yeah, like I said, everybody's scared of getting the same ring with Billy the Kid. Hiya, Billy. How's it going? Are you coming in with me? Oh, sure, sure. Make me a big man getting into the same ring with a champ. That's me, champ. You're a two-bit bum. <laughs> It's a thumbnail description, if I ever heard one. Admit it! The truth! A two-bit bum! Admit it! I admit it. I admit it, Billy. Yeah, but you don't mean it. You're laughing at me, just like the rest of them. Billy, I never laughed at you in my life. Laughing? Well, I'll show you what happens to anybody who laughs at Billy the Kid. <laughs> As the world flew away in all directions, I dimly remembered how the sports writers used to speak so respectfully of Billy's fast left hand. When the fog finally cleared, Pop Gordon was bending over me, and there were a lot of other faces, too. I didn't right, see right, Billy when I stood up. Are you okay, Randy? Oh, that's being okay. I don't want any part of it. Hey, he slugged you, but good. Where is he? 
Uh, it took off before the cops come. Took off before anybody could grab him. <laughs> I don't blame them. I let that bum come in the gym and sit around. Everybody else pays 30 cents. But him, I let him for free. Now, what's he do, huh? He busts loose and blows his top. Why? What happened? I don't know. The night I catch him putting a bite on my customers. Two bits here, a dime there. Billy was panhandling? Sure, like I said. I didn't like it, so I tell him. And then what? I don't know. I'm over at the other side of the gym. I hear somebody laugh, and the next thing I know, the owl's swinging like a windmill. He's going to kill everybody just for being around. He ought to be tied up. Oh, just like that, huh? He ain't safe. You want the Black Mariah to come around and cart him away like a load of rubbish? But for his own good! Oh, Pop, remember when he was champ? He packed him in every club where he fought. He had a dollar or five dollars for anybody who held out a hand. So? What are you getting at? Well, now he's got no one, Pop. Now he's out in the cold. I... Yeah, I'll forget the cops. Well, we still got to, to, to put him away. Yeah, sure, but let's do it as painless as possible. I'll keep him with me tonight, and then tomorrow... You going after him? Which way'd he go? Straight up the street. But watch out, Randy. He blows his lid and you oh, can't... Oh, don't do worry. What... Don't worry. I don't want any rematch. I'd like to know why he blew his lid in the first place and my jaw in the second place. I'd known Billy a long time. He was a sweet, gentle little guy who always seemed to be living in a world all of his own. A world that nobody else knew about and cared less. And now he was in trouble. In his mood, he might hurt someone, or worse, he might get himself hurt. I must have walked for half an hour before I finally spotted him, standing on a corner. I stopped and watched him for a couple of minutes. I watched his hesitant, embarrassed panhandling. And then I walked over to him, slowly. Hello, Billy. What? Uh, oh, hi, hi, Randy, old pal, old pal. I ain't seen you for a couple of weeks. Where you been keeping yourself, huh? You haven't seen me for a couple of weeks? Yeah, I thought maybe you forget an old pal, huh? Now, you're not the kind of fellow forgets, champ. Uh-huh. Uh, what was the trouble back at the gym? Gym? What gym? Uh, Pop Gordon's. Pop's place? Yeah. Well, well let's go. I, I gotta help Pop. He, he's a good joey. He never charges me nothing to and get him. Now, hold it a second, Billy. Uh, yeah? Weren't you at the gym tonight? Oh, no, no, not tonight. I, I, I've I, been here. And you, uh, you didn't, uh, massage my chin? Well, you, you giving me a rib? Well, what you're looking at me like that for, Randy? Forget it, Billy. Uh, oh, you, you was just ribbing, huh? Oh, sure. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like ribs. Not, not giving uh, the hot foot, nothing like that, but funny ribs that don't hurt oh, nobody. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, can I ask you a $64 question? Sure not. You you ask me anything, Randy, anything. I've never seen you ask for a touch before. But you seen, seen me doing it? Uh-huh. I, I ain't never going to do it no more, Randy. But but, but I got it, and then I, I got to get a few bucks. Maybe 15 I, I already got $2, and maybe 15 Why do you need $15? Well, I, I, I got to get a new suit. A new suit? What's so special about tonight, Billy? The, the, there's something I gotta do. I gotta do, Randy. I gotta have 15 bucks. I, I, I heard them scops. Hey, that's you, Randy? Yeah, oh, oh, Sullivan? I, I know, Randy, don't, don't let him pick me up for panhandling, please. Will, no, will no, you... I won't, Billy. Now, you wait here. I'll yeah. be right back. Okay. That's Billy back there, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, Sullivan. Why? I heard you had a little trouble with him back at the gym. Maybe we ought to put him in a tank for the night, keep him out of trouble. Now, look, look, Sullivan. He's going away tomorrow for a long time. Oh, like that, eh? Yeah, that's it. 
Uh, this is his last night out. I see. Okay, that's the way I do it myself. See you around, Randy, but keep an eye on him. Yes, I'll watch him like a hawk. Thanks, Sullivan. So long. What, what do they say, Randy? They ain't gonna pick me up for mooching, are they? They ain't gonna... No, pick... no, no, they're not. Huh. But, uh... Listen, Billy, how'd you like to come to my apartment for a while? Well, I, I, I can't. I, I, I told you, I, I gotta get 15 bucks. Well, we'll talk about it. But I, I, I gotta get it tonight. No, I gotta get a new soup because... Because... Go on, why? Well, I... I, I can't be wearing this commie rag when I see her. Not when I see her. I didn't know what he meant, but whatever had made him go crazy at the gym, whatever had made him hit me was tied in with her. Who she was, I didn't know. I wasn't sure that he knew. I finally talked him into going to my place, and when we went in, I watched that slow, gentle smile come over his face. Hi. Hi. This place is A number one. Yeah. Sit down, Billy. Oh, I ain't got much time. Well, just a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm awful tired, Randy. <laughs> Seems like a lot of things happened tonight. I, <laughs> I'm kind of tired. Want a drink, Billy? Oh, no, no. I, I never touch it, you know that. Yeah, and you never panhandled before. I, 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 I... I ain't gonna do that no more either. J just tonight, Randy. I, I never bum from nobody. I, I paid my own way. Now that's why I want to know why you're putting the bite on people tonight. I, I ain't gonna tell you. You'll laugh. No, I won't laugh. You will. Somebody else laughed when I told it. So, somebody else laughed. Boy, when somebody laughs at me, I don't like it. I easy, tell you. Billy. Easy, easy uh, now. Easy. Uh, oh, that's better now. Randy, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I gotta get 15 bucks. Hey, hey, look. L look at this. Uh, What's this, Billy? I cut it out of the paper today. I, I seen it. You take a look at it. You, you, you read what it says. Uh, Mrs. Walter Compton and her husband. Yeah. G go on. There's more. The prominent society leaders of New York will be in town tonight. They're staying at the lake shore. And... I can't go there in this crummy rag. Why do you have to see her? Well, I, I, I got to tell her something. I, well, it's getting late, Randy. I, I got to get... Going. I'll lend you the $15, Billy. You? Oh, oh no. No, no. I, I, I pay my own way. Well, you pay it back whenever you get a job. I don't want no handouts. It's just a loan, Billy. It's a loan. But... Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Randy. You, you, you're a champ. Uh, now, tell me why you've got to see her. You, you ain't gonna laugh. I, I can take anything but that, anything. I won't laugh, Billy. No, I, I I guess you wouldn't. Okay. You remember once I was champ? Everybody knows that you were champ. Now, what about her, Mrs. Compton? Yeah. Well, it's one night after a fight. I ain't a champ yet, but I'm punching right to the top, see? Okay, but this one fight, she ain't there. So I go to see her at her place. She's there. She's there when I... Who's there? Me, Billy. Where are you? Be out in a minute. Sure. I went tonight. I went tonight, Edna. Yeah, I heard on the radio. Well? Well, what? 
What, it don't mean a thing? Sure. Means a lot, I guess. You guess? Oh, a kid for a doll who's going to marry the next middleweight champ, you sure take things like a lump of ice. Yeah. Is there anything wrong, Edna? Nope. Oh, there is. Okay, something's wrong. Have it your way. You wasn't at the fight tonight, baby. I looked for you. It took me three, four rounds to get going because I didn't see you. You won. Oh, kid. Come here. Look at me. Sure. The eye got torn open again, huh? It's nothing. Collodion fixed it. Collodion fixes everything, huh? Get cut up. Use collodion. It's nice. It puts you all together again. How long do you think you'll stay together? Oh, what's eating on you, honey? The last two or three weeks. The You've last been... two three weeks. The last two three years. Yeah, that's right. I hate it. Hate what? Oh, shut up. Oh, kid, kid, what's wrong? You and me. But I don't get it. The only thing you do get is a measly few bucks for getting your head knocked off. But I'm a fighter, but honey. I'm a fighter, all right, fight. But count me out. Oh, now, wait a minute. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for him to carry you home. Me? <laughs> Me? It can't happen, huh? Well, all of a sudden, you, you start blowing your top. It's not all of a sudden. You said it. You said there was something wrong for the last two, three years. Okay. Okay, spill it. I'm through, Billy. Washed up. Finished. What? You and me, done. Since when? Since right now. Oh, baby, it, it, it's just the eye. You see me this way and you... <laughs> the eye. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Edna. I take anything but being laughed at. It is a laugh. Now, listen. You listen to me. I don't care if you get punched all over the state. I don't care if you get your brains rattled so hard. Edna. It's me I care about from now on. Okay. Okay, so I'll be champ. So you'll get your fur coat. Not from and... you. Not from a guy who's beginning to look like a punching bag instead of a man. Look at me. Take a good look. I am. Yeah, I am. I got looks. I got class. I can do all right. Well, I still don't get all it, right, honey. I'll lay it on the line for you. You want me to? Yes, go ahead. I'm not going to tie myself to a punchy character. I'm not going to have to walk in nice places with a guy whose face is, is... Well, look at it. Go take a good look in the mirror. You see what I mean? You want me to quit? I don't care if you do or not, because it's too late, Billy. It's too late. Oh, Edna, you... You shouldn't say things like that. <laughs> Edna, please... Please don't laugh at... That, that's the way it was, Randy. That, that's the way. Yeah, yeah, I see. Look, Billy, you don't want to go and see her after that. I, I tell you, Randy, I, I got to see her. That there's something I got to tell her. And it's got to be tonight because tomorrow she, she'll be gone. Billy, how do you know that that she'll see you? Oh, I know. I, I know because there's something I told you. It, something I... Something I ain't never going to tell nobody. And, and, and Randy, please, please don't try to stop me. Please don't let anybody try to stop me, because, because if, because if I do, I'll kill him.
Ace said he'd kill anybody who'd try to stop him from seeing Mrs. Walter Compton. I looked at his scarred face and into his eyes. A wild fever you see in the eyes of a dog everyone says is mad, but only wants a drink of water. And then... Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't have said that, Randy. Billy, why do you want to see her? <laughs> you, you don't understand dames, huh? No, my mother never told me. Well, 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 she gives me the brush, see? Like I tell you, she gives me the brush. But she does it for me, see? She, she don't want me to get my brains knocked out, see? Yeah, I'm beginning to see, Billy. Ah, uh, sure. But me, I, I got no sense. I, I don't see it her way, so I let her walk out and I don't see her no more. That is, that is not until I get hold of that paper today. And tonight you want to see her? To say what, Billy? What? What? Don't you see? She loves me. All these years, she never lets up, and, and, and I, I want to tell her it's okay. That maybe her and me, we, we can start all over like, see? Wait, what's the matter, Randy? Uh, nothing, nothing, Billy. Don't let anybody kid you, pal. You're still champion. Oh, I ain't nothing. But uh, I, I got to go now. I, I, I got to get 15 bucks for a suit. Now look, look, you're tired. You need a shave. Maybe take a shower. Have you thought of that? Well, no. All right. Now, you wait here. Take a shower and a shave. I'll bring a suit back for you. Is that a deal? Oh, gee, you're a... You're... You're a champ, Randy, or a real champ. I might be gone for a little while, Billy, but when I come back, everything will be okay. Sure. Okay. There was only one thing for me to do. Go see Mrs. Walter Compton. I made sure that Billy couldn't leave my apartment. I locked the door from the outside. I didn't want him picked up before he had a chance to see her. To see the woman around whom he'd built a whole world of fantasy in which he'd lived for so many years. And I didn't want that world to come down around his ears. My newspaper pass got me in to see Mrs. Walter Compton in her suite at the Lakeshore. You're Mr. Stone? Yes, I am, Mrs. Compton. You're from the newspaper? Well, I'm not a newspaper business, Mrs. Compton. Not tonight. This is more personal. Really? Well, what can I... Um... Uh, do for me? Uh, nothing. Then please get to the point, Mr. Stone. My husband will be here shortly with guests. Uh, how soon? An hour. Why? Well, because it concerns someone you used to know. Really? Who? Billy Candell. Billy Candell? Yes, better known as Billy the Kid. He was once middleweight champion of the world. Oh, I'd forgotten. <laughs> and I was glad to. Uh, Mrs. Compton, he's coming here tonight to see you. What? He's coming? <laughs> How stupid can one get? Well, for a lot of people, it's not hard to be stupid or heartless. <laughs> Yours must be a rather sentimental column, Mr. Stone. Uh, yes, it's about people. You'd better go. I want you to see Billy. What can you lose? It's out of the question. Listen, all he wants to do is tell you something. He wants to tell you that he knows that you still love him. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Listen to me, please. Tomorrow he's going to... He's going to where he can rest. He's sick, Mrs. Compton. He's desperately sick. Let's not be so polite. The word is punch drunk, I believe. You want me to see a maniac? He's not. I'll be here when he comes. We'll keep it between the three of us. You know what you're asking. Yes, I'm asking you to give a sweet little guy a few minutes of his world. Now, now make it real for him. Tell him anything. Tell him you still love him. Then he'll go away, and after tomorrow you'll never see him or hear from him again. You're asking me to receive that, that, that thing? To bring him into this hotel where everyone can see him? Do you know what that means? To him, yes. I'm talking about myself. Myself, Mr. Stone. Can we get off that subject for a moment? It's the only subject that matters. 
Well, if you don't see him, he'll crack up all the way. That happened long ago. Good evening, Mr. Stone. Three minutes of your time, please. I said no. Did you hear, Mr. Stone? I said no. Okay, lady. Okay, I'm going now. Uh, thank you for everything. It's been lovely. You needn't be sarcastic, Mr. Stone. Oh, needn't I be? Look, Queenie, I got a little spot announcement for you. Billy owes you a vote of thanks. You'll never know it, but you gave him the biggest break of his life when you walked out on him years ago. Oh, really? Yes, really. Tonight you're giving him even a bigger break. <laughs> tell me about it, Mr. Stone. Yes, I'll tell you, because the only thing the poor guy's got left is a memory of a girl named Edna. Any resemblance between that memory and you was strictly coincidental. Goodbye. Glad to get out into the fresh air. All the way back to my apartment, I kept thinking of what I'd tell Billy, how I'd tell him. And then as I walked across the lobby toward the elevator... Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone. Hmm? Oh, what, Charlie? Here's a message for you. Okay. Here you are, Mr. Stone. Oh, thank you. Uh, how long ago did he leave this? Oh, uh, why, just a few minutes after you had left. Did you know you left him locked in? He called down and asked me... No, never mind that, never mind that. Did he say where he was going? Oh, no, sir, no. Just that he couldn't wait for you any longer. Yeah, that, that's on the note. How did he look? How did he look? I mean, anything unusual about him. Uh, well, I... Uh... Oh, he, he had on one of your suits. I remember now, that pinstripe. He must have stolen oh, it. Oh, he didn't steal anything. Now, listen to me. Yes. I'm going to the Lakeshore Hotel. If he comes back here, get in touch with me there. Mrs. Compton's suite. Mrs. Compton's suite, that's yes, right. yes. Oh, and listen... Um... I think you better call the police. But as for Kalski, remember that Kalski? Tell him to meet me at the Lakeshore Hotel and quick. I grabbed a cab and took the shortest way to the Lakeshore. I watched the pavements looking for Billy, but I didn't see him. He had some money on him. He must have taken a cab himself. And then I was back at the Lakeshore talking with the clerk at the desk there. Yes, sir, there was, there was a man here of that description. He asked a call to be put through to Mrs. Compton's suite. And was it? Well, sir, he was, he was rather, well... Yes, I know, I know. So he didn't get through? I called Mrs. Compton Sweet myself and told her. That is, I described the man. Yes, I know. All right, go ahead. Now, what did she say? That on no account was I to put him through or send him upstairs. Oh. Well, okay, that's something. What did he do then? He left immediately. Which way? I'm afraid I didn't notice, sir. I was registering some new guests and paid no attention. Okay, thank you very much. I had to find Billy before. Well, before what? What would he do? Where would he go? I asked myself those questions as I walked slowly along, watching for him, hoping to see that pathetic figure in my pinstripe suit, hoping I'd get to him before someone else stopped him. I was afraid of what might happen or could happen. And then I saw him, just past the Lakeshore Hotel, shambling slowly along, his shoulders hunched against the sharp wind that cut in off the lake. I ran and caught up with him. Billy! Billy! What? Oh. Hi, you, Randy. What you, what you doing over here? Oh, I just, uh, I just looking around. Why'd you leave my apartment? What? Oh, oh, well, well, well you was gone so long and I had to get going, see? Oh, sure. <laughs> Come on, let's walk. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I, I, I borrowed one of your suits. It, it, it's a real champ suit, all right. You mind, huh? You, you mind? No, Billy, no, not at all. Did you see her? Uh, oh, 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 sure. What? Sure. You did? I, I see her. Billy, they wouldn't let you go up, remember? Uh, yeah, but but I went up the back. The back? Billy, now look at me now. Are you sure? Oh, sure. Sure. 
and she still loves me, Randy. I said everything was okay. She's crazy about me like, like she always was. What did she tell you? Oh, she, she didn't want to talk to me. You know how she is. But then I, I told her I, I love her, and, and she loves me and Billy. And Billy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm tired. Lots of things happened tonight, Randy. Lots of things. Yeah, I know. What do you say we stop someplace for coffee? Yeah, I, I like that. I'm tired. I, when I get rested real good, I'll, I'll go back to see her. Her, her and me, we'll, we'll start over again. Hey, hey, Randy, this is where she lives, you know. Yeah. Hey, look, Randy, I, I gotta see her once more. Maybe she'll talk to me this time. Huh? No, not tonight anymore, Billy. I wanted to talk to me. She won't. Yes, she will. She, she loves me. Billy, listen to me. You let me go up there first. I'll talk to her and fix everything, okay? Tell her not to act like a kid. Tell her to talk to me, huh? Yeah, sure, sure, I'll tell her. Now, you wait for... Hey, Stone. Kalski. You put in a call for us? Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay now. I found him. What, what, what'd you call the cops for, Randy? Oh, Kalski's not a cop. He's a pal of yours. He thinks you're the greatest fighter that ever lived. Oh? Always wanted to talk to you about your big fight. Oh, sure, sure. But but we're busy now, Kosky. I'll talk to you about it later. I gotta see somebody now. Billy, I promised you I'd see her, remember? You, you're gonna tell her I'll be waiting? Sure, sure. Now, you you just stay with Kalski here and tell him about the night you won the belt. Any of medicine? No, 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 no. You keep him here. I'll answer questions later. Now, Billy. Yeah? Promise me that you'll stay right here. You, 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 you won't stay long, huh? Just tell her she loves me. And I, I want her to talk to me. Yeah, that's all. Now, you wait here. I didn't think it would do any good to see her again, but I wanted to give Billy a good memory to take along. I saw her, all right... But she didn't talk to me either. I went back downstairs and out to the street. I hadn't been gone more than five minutes, but they were the longest five minutes of my life. Brother, I was beat. Hey, hey Randy, you, you, you see her, huh? You, you see her? I saw her, Billy. What does she say, huh? You, you tell her what I said? I told her. Hey, Stone, how long does this go on? This is a prowl car, not a bus. We're coming along with you. What's the idea? You get in the back, Billy? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm kind of tired. I, I kind of like to ride to your place, Randy. Take us to the precinct, Kalski. Listen, Randy, you see his girl? Yeah, I saw her. I guess she laughed once too often. She's dead. Well? Yeah, no, but, but take it easy, Kalski. The poor guy doesn't even know that he killed her. <laughs> are going out all over the city, even those neon signs on Madison Street. I've got to write my piece and put it in the slot, but what can I say? A story of one-sided love? Well, if that's what love does to you, then I'll stick to Pinochle. It's a funny thing about love, isn't it? You let someone get up and talk about hate, and he's hailed as a new leader. Let him speak of love, and he's ridiculed, spat upon... 
Yes, or even nailed to a cross. Love is the sweetest thing of it the birdies sing. Yeah, yeah. Copy, boy. Nightbeat, a new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Today's script was written by Russell Hughes. Nightbeat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music by Frank Worth. Portions were transcribed. The part of the prize fighter was played by Bill Conrad. Others in the cast were Lorene Tuttle, Larry Dobkin, Charles Seal, and Joe Forte. NBC has presented for your approval a special edition of Nightbeat to acquaint you with this regularly scheduled Monday evening program. Listen then tomorrow night when again you will hear Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone on Nightbeat. Now stay tuned for High Adventures starring Burgess Meredith on NBC. So how is that for a tragedy? That was Nightbeat. The name of that episode was World of His Own. And it was first broadcast in 1950 on April the 16th. Ah, well, anyway, William Conrad, as you can see, pretty, pretty... Uh, diverse characterizations that he can play. And that one was really a, a tragic, uh, tragic character. Ever been to Chicago? I love Chicago. Uh, I had a son, or my oldest son and his wife lived there for a number of years. Now they're out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, but we, we love Chicago. I used to uh, travel quite a bit for a living. This is back in the Oh, early 80s. And I covered 48 states. We lived in Long Beach, California. And I would uh, oftentimes take a midnight flight out of LA because my the nature of my work was such everything was sort of an emergency. I would land in Chicago uh, many days at, at 5.55 in the morning. And at that time of day, people, the airport isn't really that busy yet. But there's a lot of workers that were sitting around and having their coffee at the end of shift. People like baggage handlers or ramp agents or that sort of thing. And there used to be one little coffee shop that I would uh, go to in the airport. And there was always two or three uh, baggage handlers that would either be, I don't remember if they were having a break or it was into shift, but they would be sitting there drinking their coffee and talking about the local sports teams. And whatnot, and I actually, I'm kind of an outgoing guy, and and I would start talking to them sometime if I was like in the next table over or something. And it got to be every time, and not like I said, I was in that airport maybe once a week. It'd be, hey Bob, come on over here, and we would sit there and have coffee until you know for twenty minutes or so until their break was over, and I had to go catch another flight. Chicago is is a friendly town. Listen, I've pulled you down with that tragedy, so I think I'm going to play something a little fun going out tonight, all right? This is a song by Martin Mull. <laughs> yeah, the comedic actor, Martin Mull. Hope you enjoy it. This is Bob Bro. We'll be back tomorrow with a, um, 
What's tomorrow? A, a mystery. And oh, by the way, one other thing, if I could. Last week when I did the drama, I posted it without any comments. I <laughs> when, I, when I record a show, I take the show and I, I edit the commercials out. I try to get rid of the cracks and pops and hisses and adjust the volume and that sort of thing. And uh, then I, I name the file, okay? Then I go back in and add my comments at the beginning and the end and the tags and, and all of that. And then I save it. Well, this t- last Tuesday, apparently, instead of saving it, I gave it a new name, which means that there was now two files with the show. And when I uploaded it to the server, I uploaded the one without any of my comments. So last week, if you got, uh, when you listened to the drama, I think it was a third man or the lies of Harry Lyme. Um, that's why you didn't hear anything before or after. I've corrected it now. I put the right one on there, but uh, and people have wondered about that, and I meant to address it because several people sent me notes saying, are you okay? Anyway, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. All right, this is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. We'll see you tomorrow with our mystery. Bye-bye. I'm tired of rock and rolling. Let's get married, honey. Let's go bowling. Throw away our pot and acid. Spend a weekend at Lake Placid. Too hard to live in this town if you're strange. What say you and I get normal for a change? What say you and I get normal? It don't have to be that formal. Just sit and watch TV like others do We'll eat meat and mashed potatoes Cut our hair so folks don't hate us Life is nuts enough just living here with you Let's see who can be most boring You do the dishes, honey, I'll start snoring We'll get a mower do some more, spend all morning getting it going. We'll show everyone in town we're not deranged. What say you and I get normal for a change? What say you and I get normal? It don't have to be that formal. We just sit and watch TV like others do. We'll eat meat and mashed potatoes. Cut our heads so folks don't hate us Life is nuts enough just living here with you It's gonna change us, honey, sexually From now on, we'll just be once-a-weekers It's gonna change us, darling, even musically We'll get our records through the mail Get a set of lousy speakers So if you'll beg my pardon I'm going out and start a garden It'll just be small potatoes Just some lettuce and tomatoes And if either one comes up We'll join the grain What say you and I get normal for a change What say you and I get normal Just sit and watch TV like others do We'll eat meat and mashed potatoes Cut our hair
here so folks don't hate us. Life is nuts enough just living here with you. It's true. Living here with you and Bobby Magoo.